Christian faith and fiction, inspirational reading suggestions, along with chats about the Christian faith. The following episode is an audio version of a video that I recorded for my YouTube channel, Christian Faith and Fiction. If you would like to watch the video rather than listen to the audio, you can do so by clicking the link in the show notes. Please do share your thoughts by commenting either on the video or on the relevant blog post. Links in the show notes. Hello, welcome to my channel, Christian Faith and Fiction. My name's Lou. Today I'm going to share with you some of my recent reads and the books that I've been reading recently. I keep a kind of vlog, as it were, um, of my book reviews. I just film them as I'm going along. So we're going to have some books for you to look at. Um, uh, Several of those will be uh, Christian fiction ones, which I'll do an in-depth review, and the other ones I'll just give you a brief summary and my ratings. So let's have a look and see how I got on. I finished reading Point of Danger by Irene Hannan. This is the first book in one of the series, a triple threat novel, I think it's called. And I gave it a story rating of 8 out of 10 and a faith rating of 2 out of 3. So I've given it 4 stars on Goodreads. It is a Christian contemporary uh, romantic suspense mystery kind of novel. The book follows Eve, who is a a radio broadcaster. She has very strong conservative opinions and she doesn't hold back in her opinions on that. And she makes some sort of enemies through that. But then uh, one day she comes home and finds there's a package on her doorstep and she thinks it is a bomb. And the kind of story follows the the mystery and suspense of who is targeting Eve. Is it something personal? Is it something to do with her radio programme? Um, and the detective involved is uh, investigating that and there's some attraction between the two of them. He is not at all interested in relationships. He thinks it's dangerous with his job and he has a past and history to go with that. I enjoyed the the writing style. I enjoyed seeing Eve and her sisters particularly. Um, some of the romance I enjoyed, some of the mystery and suspense I enjoyed. Um, I didn't think it was very uh, likely that I, a detective police inspector would be allowed to be spending time with a, um, a crime victim in more personal time together, like spending time alone together. Um, that didn't seem very professional to me, um, or, but you know, kind of have to put that to one side for the purposes of the story. The mystery was okay, but I didn't find it as interesting as the characters themselves. I liked Eve's character. I liked how forthright she was and how outspoken she was. There was some Christian content in the, the characters were Christians, but they weren't. This wasn't the main focus of the book. Uh, this is the first book that I've read by Irene Hannon, and I enjoyed her writing style. So I would be interested in reading some more about um, some more of the books she's read in the future. So if you've got any recommendations for her mystery or her romance books, uh, leave them down in the comments. Um, there should be a content warning for this one for um, emotional or domestic uh, abuse, psychological abuse, that type of thing. Um, it does have one of the point of view characters does. Um, involve that. And then I've also read To Win a Prince by Tony Shiloh. This is book two in this sort of series. Um, 
I don't know if it has a name to it, but the first one is following Brie, who finds out she is actually heir to the throne in an African island. And this is her best friend, who is also out there, Iris, and it's following her and one of the characters from the first book, and there is um, a redemption story to his um, his character and his plot. Iris is setting up a business on the island and she's from America and she's having to sort of find out what it's like to live there in the culture and what um, she needs to do in order to set up the business to help the local women there and she gets um, this other guy who I'm not going to name because it will spoil some of the things for the book one um, but he is uh, got a bad reputation let's say and he has he has um, he has to do community service and help her out with the business and so he's not a Christian to start with and um, Iris is very much attracted to him and she a lot of the book is her um, dealing with being very attracted to somebody who's not a Christian and having to say you know having to um, have that battle of saying no I'm not going to get involved unless his faith is involved but she really wants to be involved there's a lot of battling backwards and forwards with that and also you see from his perspective and how he's dealing with um, events he starts off quite arrogant and has been living a very privileged lifestyle and everything sort of starts to get stripped away and he has to sort of face up to that and uh, things from his past there's all sorts of things going on from his past um, and has, he has to face up to the questions about God um, and I really enjoyed that part of the story. I enjoyed seeing um, his story of growing in faith and becoming a better person or a nicer person to be around. And I enjoyed their romance. I, there was a little bit... There was quite a focus at times on the physical aspect of attraction. But there wasn't... Um, it was very clean in terms of what actually was happening. The guy is quite an unlikable character to start with, but I did like him by the end and I definitely saw where he had come from by the end. Um, and I, I liked Iris, I always liked her from the first book. And I enjoyed seeing her and her story um, progressing. I gave this one four stars, um, eight out of ten again, or eight point eight or 8.5 out of ten for story enjoyment factor and um, three out of three for faith content. And then finally I've read a couple of mainstream books, um, Now We Are Six by A.A. A. Milne and When We Were Very Young by A.A. A. Milne. These are two books of poetry aimed at kids. Um, I liked When We Were Very Young more than the other one, um, so I gave that one four stars and I gave Now We Are Six three stars. Some of the poems were um, quite sweet and some of them were a bit dull, from my opinion. I think I was listening to the audiobook, so it um it just wasn't maybe it just wasn't the same without the illustrations there to look at i finished listening to the wizard of oz by frank e baum this is a nostalgic book for me uh, i remember the film from the past i starred in it as one of the good witches um in when i was a child um, so I've never read the book before, so most of it's quite similar to the film, except for the ending is quite a bit longer in the book. Um, as a child, 
you know, I just thought of it as a fairy story um, as an adult looking at it now. Not sure what I feel about Good Witches or the title of Good Witches. I wish it was really called A Good Fairy because that's kind of how I thought of it when I was younger. Um, the term Good Witch I think could be confusing to people now in terms of promoting witchcraft as being a good thing so not sure what I feel about that. Let me know in the comments actually what you think about that sort of thing um, and whether you just see it as a fairy story or whether you see it as problematic. And today I want to share with you my book review for the book The Words We Lost by Nicole Deese. This is a Christian contemporary romance novel. I requested this book um, through NetGalley because I've heard a lot of good things about Nicole Deese's writing from other booktubers here and um, it, I wanted to try one of her books and this one sounded like it's really interesting so I'm, I requested it through NetGalley and Bethany House very kindly let me have an advanced uh, ebook copy for free to read and review. The story follows Ingrid who is a, uh, a an editor at a publishing house and um, she has a best friend who has been publishing her books with her. She's a writer. Um, and unfortunately, she passed away. And she was in the middle of writing a, uh, a fantasy series. So four books have been published. But the fifth book um, was never found. So it's sort of missing. And Ingrid is finding, because of her, her grief, that her brain is not functioning so well. She's getting um, what I would call brain fog. That's something that I suffer from myself, but not from grief. From a chronic illness but she's um, and struggling to process words it's affecting her job and so she gets this ultimatum given to her basically by her boss saying either you go retrieve this missing manuscript or you're going to lose your job in order to go and, and retrieve this manuscript though she has to go back to the hometown where she spent a lot of her childhood where um, this other writer Cece lived and died and where her family lives and where her also um, Ingrid's ex-boyfriend is living and she's got to face up to a lot of memories. She has to sort of come to terms and face up to the pain and grief that she's been carrying, which she's been refusing to um, deal with. And so it's quite a heavy topic, um, definitely very heavy on the grief. Lots of people there are grieving and uh, yeah, it was a heavier book in that sense, but um, Nicole, this did a really good job of balancing out the um, intense emotional times with some lighter times, some friendships, the sort of lighter side of romance as well and lighter events that are going on. Although this is a contemporary romance, I think the main story for me was really Ingrid's inner journey and the journey that she takes through her memories and processing her emotions and growing in that and having to deal and face up to the grief that she's carrying. The outer plot was also um, good as well. There's some mysteries that are involved in that and some revelations that take place through the book that sort of um, you get as you're going along and that really held the story together. The characters in the book, several of them are Christians. It's very obvious that they are and their faith is part of their lives. Um, but they, the main point of the of the book is really sort of the emotional part of them rather than spiritual. Um, but it is there and it is um, obvious. Overall, I thought it was very well written and I was really emotionally invested in the characters. Um, definitely a very, a very good contemporary book. Uh, content warnings, I would say the obvious one is for grief and the death of a loved one. 
So I gave my story enjoyment rating of this book 10 out of 10. Definitely was worth reading. Um, definitely was worth sort of pushing through and reading that sort of heavier content, which I don't normally read. I, I thought it was really, really well written. Um, and the Christian Faith rating of 2 out of 3. So I started reading Vivid by Ashley Bustamante, um, but I decided it wasn't going to be for me. I read a couple of chapters. Um, the magic system is to do with like colour, which I thought would be fine. I thought I'd enjoy it. Uh, but it also involves them um, saying spells. And I, I just associate that word spells a lot with witchcraft. And as I've said about um, the Wizard of Oz, sort of in two minds about that one, I sort of was feeling a little uncomfortable about it because I just have such a strong connection in my mind with that. Um, so I decided not to read that one. And then I finally finished reading um, The Mystery of Edwin Drood. I listened to this one fairly quickly, actually, on audiobook. Um, I have the book as well in a kind of collection of books. It is the final book that Charles Dickens wrote, uh, but it, he never finished it because he died partway through, so it's only a half of a novel, and it's left this kind of mystery behind because nobody knows exactly how it was going to end or how he would have ended it if he had lived to finish the book because he didn't really leave any notes and uh, there are sort of things that he's left things that he said to other people that people have tried to piece, piece together and from what was in the book. There's different theories on it. Um, yeah, so uh, it was a shame. I actually enjoyed the book. I enjoyed the sort of satirical nature of it. I always love his comedy parts to it. Um, there were some darker bits in it, but not as much as some other books. Uh, so I, I would give it four stars, um, mainly because it didn't finish. <laughs> it doesn't have an ending. Uh, so that's kind of sad. But yeah, I have completed all 15, I think, of his novels now. Taken me over 20 years to do it. Um, some of them are very long. But I'm glad that I finally made it to the end. Um, his novels are quite often a, a mixture of comedy and tragedy, lightness and darkness. Um, some of them are a bit darker than others. Some um, a bit more lighter than others. I love his sort of satirical poking humour at sort of poking fun at pompous characters and he has some really lovely romance bits mixed in but he also has some very dark parts to his writing so um, be aware of be aware of that if you're planning on reading any of them some some of the books you know get quite dark and deal with quite dark themes people die people commit suicide um there's people have mental health problems some people have some horrible careers like pulling bodies out of the Thames. Um, yeah, it's a real mixture of, of sort of satire, poking fun at people and um, and dark things. So, yeah, but I finished that one. So I have now finished all of them. I don't know if I'm going to read all of his short stories. I think I counted up there are about 35 of those. So mm, not sure, but uh, I did the novels. I then finished reading A Gilded Lady by Elizabeth Camden. This is book two in the Hope and Glory uh, series. This is following Caroline, who is uh, like the secretary to the First Lady of the United States. And um, she is helping McKinley, Ida McKinley, who uh, is married to President McKinley. And she's, her job to sort of help her pacify her um, help her run things and do things. She is 
the sister to um, Grey, who is in the first book, and um, don't want to say too much about that, it will spoil the first book, but she's she was quite an unlikable character in that first book. She continues to be unlikable at times, certainly when she's with her family, I found her quite like not so nice to be around quite vinegary um but the, the rest of the time I actually warmed to her I liked her quite a lot she's quite sassy in what she said she's very sort of um forthright in her opinion sometimes also quite emotional at times um and cares a lot about her family and then it's also following Nathaniel who is uh part of the secret service who's been tasked with keeping the president secure and making sure that everything is done properly. And so he's a big real, is a big sort of stickler for keeping to the rules and kind of aggravates people in that, in the White House. But he just, he has this job to fulfil and he's desperate to make sure that the president is kept safe. They are kind of thrown together through the course of the book. They're sort of, she was a bit of a rebel, but now has sort of made good but isn't still has a kind of some rebel tendencies and he is a very sort of wanting to do everything by the book straight down the line uh, sort of person very involved in his job there is a mystery surrounding uh, Caroline's family going on as well and that's one of the reasons why she wants to be uh, in the White House to try and get some influence and help with that it is a kind of glamorous society of that time and the sort of all the things that are going on with the White House and the elections and that sort of thing is going on during the book. Those of you who know uh, American history might be able to predict some of the things that happened but I didn't know anything about it so I, def I was kind of surprised by some of the stuff that happened. Uh, I actually like them as a couple they kind of sparked off each other quite a lot sometimes with sort of chemistry sometimes just headbutting each other um, as I say, she's slightly unlikable at times. The reason I put this book off, reading this book for a while, is because uh, I had a couple of people I'd heard their reviews had said that they didn't like her at all. She was quite unlikable. But actually, I liked her a lot more in this one than in the first one, except when she was with her family. Um, some of the things to do with her family made her quite acidic as a character. But the rest of the time, I quite liked her. She's definitely got her flaws and got her sort of backstory of why she is the way she is. And so does Nathaniel. He has you know issues and problems as well. But I think it made it more interesting to read. Um, the plot line was a bit meandering. Um, sort of here, there and everywhere. There's the back mystery that goes on. That kind of ties it all together. But the sort of... Because I guess because it's following real historical events, it's a little bit moving from event to event in some ways. That's why I've given it four stars instead of five stars. Um, I give it 8.5 out of 10 for story enjoyment rating and a two out of three for Christian faith rating. There are definitely Christian um, elements to this book, Christian characters in the book. Um, it's not the sort of, for the main characters, it's not sort of the main driving thing of the plot but it does have influence on the plot as they're going along so 2, 2.5. So those are the books that I've read recently. Let me know in the comments if you've read any of those. Also let me know if you've read any good books or really terrible books recently in the last month or so 
and um, I'll look forward to chatting with you in the comments. I hope you have a really great reading week and until next time, God bless. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Christian Faith and Fiction podcast. If you would like more information, you can click the link in the description. Don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app to make sure you catch the next episode.